paperless movement, your productivity, your way. Paco, here we are to the first yeah. live Q&A in 2024. The first of many. The first of many to come. That's exactly <laughs> it. The question we want to cover today is about highlighting. It was asked about it in the community and it's all about when we highlight text on a website or inside Kindle book, where does it go? How do we process it? Paco, how should we start? I think that we should start uh, at the beginning, as always. And for me, the beginning of everything is asking why. And, and for me, the, the question is, why the heck do we highlight? Because that's something that I always ask myself. The moment that I was, I don't know, I can remember in the past when I was highlighting in a book. And at the end, it was 85% highlighted. <laughs> that's it. I think that we moved from there to the current situation with digital assets where we actually do the same. And that's why I dedicated a, a lot of time thinking, why are we, are, am, am I going to highlight something? And I concluded some thoughts. I know that this is very personal, okay? And because we can highlight to get inspired, to capture information or knowledge that we may found in any channel, source or whatever, or my approach that is always taking action into something, okay? If something resonates with me, it's because I need to do something with it. I think that most of us highlight for the pleasure, okay? The dopamine shot of I'm doing something actively in an activity that it's passive, okay? I'm reading, so I need to do something to justify the time that I'm dedicating to this asset, okay? Uh, and that makes us feel uh, better. But I think that's a wrong approach. Uh, I was into that uh, rabbit hole for quite a, a while <laughs> until I decided that I needed to do something. So for me, the first thing is tend not to highlight. Okay, that's <laughs> my first approach. Whenever I'm consuming something, I just read or, or listen or watch, uh, whatever. And you know that I prefer to read, okay? <laughs> and the moment that I read and I find something that really resonates, that it seems interesting, instead of highlighting, what I do is, do I need to take action on this? Because I always prefer to, let's say, stop the reading flow, okay? But never stop the thinking flow, okay? Because when something pops up, for me, it's something interesting. And at that moment, I know why it's interesting. So I need to decide if I need to take action on that. And if I need to take action on that, what I do is I go directly to any of my action system. We will explain a little bit more about that, okay? Because my action system talking about consuming content is splitted. But the most actionable thing is I go to my task manager and I create a task related to that content link it. I know that sounds like a lot of friction. I just stop reading and things like that. But if it's really that really resonates to you, why are you not going to take action at that moment? At least take the action of why that resonated with you. Because I'm convinced that whenever you consume that future highlight, you will have no clue why you highlighted and what were the connections, unless it's really something important and crucial. No, I think that going one step even above that process. It's the process of the type of content that we consume, okay? I think that the moment that you start consuming content, that that's why we created the Capturing Beast mental model, 
the point is that the moment that we start consuming the content that really affects us, the one that's related to projects that we are working on, key elements of our life or topics that we are really engaged with is the moment that we really can take action on the content that we are consuming. No? It depends also how you want to consume because it's not always the same how you consume the content. I mean, I can be in a low-level energy mode, okay, and then I just read for the sake of it or I scroll through social media. Or there are a much more active content consumption that it's in a active way where you are really trying to get the best out of the content that you are consuming. And I think that separating and creating that classification of content is pretty interesting. And we can little by little explain the, in my case, how I process uh, the different sources of content, because I think that there are many things here. And this question comes out uh, because people want to really take advantage of the huge information that we receive on a daily basis no because i think that it makes a sense of of guiltiness of disappointing of man we are in the information era and we are not taking advantage of it because there's too much information to consume and to process and to really take advantage of it yeah for highlighting i can tell also an anecdote about this as i made a phd in the past but also learned a lot of experts knowledge during my corporate time and whenever I was reading any books or following a lesson or anything like that, I tended also to just highlight everything. I always realized everything is interesting in there, but I really have to understand what is it to keep in mind. And especially when studying and you have your lecturer there and he's telling you everything and you have no idea what comes on the test. What do you have to keep in mind on the test? Highlighting is really useless. It's wasted time because you feel the anxiety as you're absolutely, it just shows that you are not clear what you're actually looking for. So yes, everything still is interesting. So the moment you are more of an expert in a specific matter, the more you will focus on specific parts inside a text and then you distill really some quotes or something really that resonates. And that's also the things that I highlight, which then gets synchronized with Readwise and therefore then goes into my single source of truth for these types of things, which is septum base, where I use these highlights to have already the condensed version that I want to put on a whiteboard. I don't want to have the whole book on a whiteboard. And I'm also not using the adding full PDF files or something to Heptabase in order to make the highlighting. Also, this would be also a good way because then I work through the PDF and I can immediately drag out the things that results are made to me. So this is an absolutely legit way as well to do it, but it's not what I do. So I use Reader and um, distilling it this way. I recently connected Readwise also with Tana as they have a great synchronization there as well. I'm not a hundred percent sure how I will leverage it inside Tana yet. Maybe you, I don't know if you actually connected Readwise to Tana, Paco. Yes. Uh, whenever I had the possibility of connecting the Readwise to any of my PKM systems, I connected, I connected yeah. to Obsidian, I connected to Notion, I connected to Tabase. The thing is, it's really about Tana. having access to the same shallow thinking part in all the places and that's really and you will be able to 
search for it on all the places this way, right? That's the main purpose. It's it's also great that it is hidden away in a way or for uh, Intana. So it's the hashtag readwise, and then you have a database there with all the things. So it's not like uh, it's uh, cluttering up your system. It's just there if you need it. And there's no need to duplicate this information manually from a different place. Yeah, but Paco, you wanted to talk about the details about this processing, right? When yes, because tools. I think that it's in it's interesting because this is, I don't know, like tagging, but you start tagging concepts with the productivity tag, and then you end up with uh, 10,000 tags, <laughs> elements tags, sorry, tag elements with uh, productivity, and you say, my man, well, what do I do with this? You know, And then I think that we need to be pretty um, humble, we will say, talking about consuming content. I have created a workflow inside Tana because it's Tana has become my shallow thinking system. And I've always found out that for my shallow thinking system, an outliner is the best tool or technique, okay, or to a technique based on a tool. <laughs> and, and the point is that I create, whenever I see that something, it's really interesting and I want to pay attention, I send it to Tana, okay? Tana capture is amazing. And then I send it to, to Tana and then that goes into my inbox and I know that I have to do something with it, okay? We will see later on what I do, but I have created a specific workflow for the things because the moment that I send something there and I tag it as a reference, that super tag has different attributes, okay? Different fields that allows me to create a workflow, okay? Or, or a work stream. Uh, because I have different statuses, different priorities, and then I always focus on the things that are really crucial for me, of high priority, urgent, or whatever. I have a different system, but you get the idea. That goes into a workflow where I really process that, I grab information, I create a structure using the outline, I see if I create several actions, and then I create the actions in my action system, and that's a way of processing uh, a reference, okay? The other way is the one that I don't go on because I also try not because I have the time that I have, okay? So I pay a lot of attention to the things that I send to that, uh, okay? Because that's going to take me time. Uh, but for the rest, okay, things that I just want to promote serendipity, we will talk about uh, that term because some somebody cannot uh, know or never heard about it, serendipity. Or I just want to have it there so that whenever I make a search, it emerges, okay? And for that is how I use Readwise. I think that people are confused. I always say the same about the two products because it's chaotic, about Readwise Reader and Readwise, okay? Because also the name of the company is Readwise, so they have two products, it's chaotic. But let's say, to make things simple, that Readwise Reader is a Readlater app, so you send all the content there. I think that you can send there everything as set at this moment. Okay. I think that pretty soon they will send because you can also send YouTube videos. So it's a way, the beautiful thing is that the moment that you find any piece of content, it doesn't matter if it's an article, if it's a YouTube video, if it's a, a book, you can, a PDF, sorry, you can send it to reader and then you make the reading experience or consume that content inside Readwise Reader. And the beautiful thing about that is that the moment that you highlight inside Reader, those are highlights in Readwise. So they get synchronized again to your PKM tool. And that workflow is pretty intuitive. And it's so easy that at the end, you end up with 
thousands of highlights, okay? Because it's pretty easy. You send your piece of content to reader, you start consuming, you start highlighting, and that, that appears, okay? The point is that I think that many people don't take advantage of Readwise, okay? Because the origin of everything, okay, the starting point of Readwise in 2017 was uh, a, a software to promote or to put into practice the space repetition uh, method, okay? That's a learning uh, methodology or method, okay? That is based on showing you from time to time a certain content, a small content, okay, that you consume, and then deciding on the user, it appears more frequently or less frequently, or a store appearing. And that's for me one of the beautiful things, because you send something at the beginning, usually when you capture a content, this type of content that is not directly connected or linked to any of your projects, you think this may be useful in the future. I just want to store it. And thanks to Readwise, that content will emerge from time to time. And at that time, you decide if you are interested in that piece of content that you capture or not. And for me, that's a routine that I have executed for since the beginning of this application. I dedicate five minutes every day to see those highlights and to decide what I do with them. And I think that's that creates the byproduct okay, of feeling useful when consuming content, okay? Because at least the content that you saved is emerging, okay? That is a serendipity because it's something randomly, okay? That appears and you decide at that moment what you want to do. And I think that to double down on concepts that you are really interested are really cool because for instance, Readwise has many features and one of those is marking as favorite any of the content. And what I do is I just consume five highlights randomly that the application chooses. And I have five other favorites that I consume every day with concepts, with quotes, with inspiration, with whatever type of knowledge that I want to double down. I double down and double down just by reading and processing every day five favorites highlights. And I think that's pretty useful because for me, the more I repeat, the more they get consolidated in my physical part of the brain. And that's a good point to refer back to one of the other episodes of the Productivity Like a Pro podcast, where we talked about routines. Because now the question for many people is, okay, you process these then. So for people who are not using routines, it becomes very overwhelming where they say, okay, I have to process a reader. Now you mentioned Tana, then you send capture things to Tana. And uh, there I just wanted to add that you act essentially creating different inboxes inside Tana by the way you capture and tag them. So therefore you have different inboxes that you then process inside Tana, which is very smart. And then you have Heptabase and then even ClickUp and all the other systems we didn't even mention. But when you listen to the previous episode, we talked about routines and routines is a checklist of things to work through. So there will be one part, go through inbox on reader, or I don't know what's the perfect, the exactly wording for you, but for me, it was pretty just check reader, check click up, check to do is, and it sounds stupid when you tell somebody that you have a checklist of all these things because they are so obvious, but you will forget and it's a sequentiality that you follow to go through the different things. Process the email inbox is the simplest thing that everybody will understand what we mean by this. 
but this concept of processing through the email inbox is the same that is applied to all the other tools as well. So you process through the inboxes if there is any of these different tools. So Heptabase still has no inbox. There would be then using the, I, I use the hashtag to process in Heptabase if there's anything that I need to send to Heptabase and then look up later. And therefore I can always add these things to my routines. Therefore I get a feeling of the overall workload. I get a routine on a daily basis. Obviously you, you will get used to these things like a habit that you go through the things. Obviously we don't have to look these things up, but more than most times I would have forgotten any of these things or I would get have lost in the operation. Right. So that's why I wanted just to mention routines because now we explain again a specific part of a productivity system, which is the processing of highlights and where to go. But if you stitch everything together that you learn in the iCore journey inside the membership, then it starts really to make sense. And that's the moment where you have these seamless days where you just work through a seamless connected system. Uh, you make your highlights and you don't have to worry that you don't find this later on because you will go to the routines on the next day. Therefore, you will check your inbox in the tool that is dedicated for the highlights and you will process these highlights so they end up in the final destination where they need to go to. Uh, the, the point is that I think that this can be, it sounds like overwhelming, all these inboxes. And I know that there are many people who are against inboxes. The point is that having this inbox approach allows you to define the priorities because for instance, for me, I put the order, it's not on the sequentially by the order I want to follow them, but because of the priority. Okay. So for me, for instance, checking my inbox related to references is something that I do at the end of the day. Yes. And if I don't do anything related to my references, it's because I didn't have the time. No but nothing matters. That's the beautiful thing about inboxes that give you the sequentiality so you don't have to think. You are completely sure that you're not missing anything. You know what you are missing, so you are conscious of that. You can change the priority because you can jump from one item to the next one in case you consider that you can perfectly jump. For instance, there are moments where I say, man, I don't need to process my email management right now because now it's, I don't know, 8.30. Uh, in the evening and I'm not going to do anything. I can do it calmly tomorrow morning. So I jump my email inbox and I go, for instance, to my reference inbox and I see what needs to be processed in that case. But the moment is that when you create that routines, inboxes never collapse because they are so easy that just in a matter of five minutes, you handle one thing and another. And the moment that I consider that a piece of content is really useful, is really interesting, then I block time slot in my Sonsama, okay, my planner, because I want to dedicate one hour directly just being focused on that because I consider, that, because that's the, the beautiful thing about having a productivity system in place, that you have that pencil view where you know where you should be dedicating your time to, depending on all the different variables uh, that we have always uh, explained. Uh, and I think that this, for me, it works the moment that you get used to it. And the more that we see that people implement these kind of routines, uh, they work much better because you have the sensation and the reality that everything's under control and you are conscious about the limitations of time and you don't get guilty. You don't feel guilt at any moment 
because you know that you try your best. And last but not least, it's important to say what we always say state is that if you don't consume any content at all from now on, nothing will happen. Okay, Scott, <laughs> you can keep delivering your projects, your life, everything. So no pressure about consuming the, the, the content, because I think that's the good approach or the best approach to really get the best out of the content that you consume. Okay. The moment that you release pressure, okay, and put it up and you just say, man, it doesn't matter, then you reduce the pieces of content that you, for instance, right now, if I go to my reference, I just have one book and two pieces of content. That's all. In fact, that's all. That it's really because I know that they are really interesting and I want to get into that and until something really highlights. Again, I keep being focused on, the, on those pieces of content. And as I say, the moment that you decide to take action on a piece of content is a moment of fulfillment. I would say because you know that you are dedicating time to things that really deserve it. I think that's pretty important nowadays. Yeah. And also for those who are now thinking, but what, what about if I go on holiday and things are just stacking up and I have a thousand, I'm now especially referring to emails because it's the, the same. There are so many similarities between the inboxes in a note-taking app and in a to-do app compared to email inboxes. Kill it. That's if you go through the email management, like a pro course, there's the emergency lesson there. And there I explain in detail how to kill all the emails, because there's a reason why superhuman added the feature that you can just with command K say, go to inbox zero immediately. And all it does is just removing all the emails from your inbox that are late older than, and you can control this older than two weeks, for example. And it's unlikely if there's anything sitting that is older than two weeks in your inbox, that is, that it is still relevant. And if it is, then it will emerge again, either by you searching through it, because by making it done, it's still in your archive. It's not lost or anything, but you get the clean mind again for the new things coming in. Otherwise you keep running behind if you don't make this hard cut at some point. And then you will feel if you missed out something, somebody will reach out again uh, or in your reader, things come up again. And I'm not sure if I share the same link to reader twice, what happens? It makes twice two entries, right? That would be interesting as a feature that they actually recognize this and say it's already in there or something like that. That would be... Well, nobody. It depends on the object because for instance, when you are consuming a book, for instance, or oh, a yeah that all the highlights are referred to that element. So it depends because the point is that they are covering so many use cases that it's especially referring to sharing a YouTube link, for example. So I have the same YouTube video in there twice and it would be just nice. It's already there. It's not duplicating. And otherwise, if it's duplicating, I have one version where I made highlights on already. And then I have another one where the highlights are not existent. And that's the same. I cannot add the same book from Kindle twice to read, uh, to read wise either. So I would see it the same way in sharing also an article from Medium or something like that, that it just recognizes it's already there. I, I just know that when I share that tweet twice, it appears twice. But in general, I think we covered a lot of ground there from highlights over inboxes to routines and more and more, we will start talking about how everything works in combination. I'm really 
Looking forward to this year. If you, as a busy professional, want to master your personal knowledge management skills, join us in our PKM Like a Pro course. It's a step into an exciting journey of not only building a highly effective PKM system, but also crafting a comprehensive productivity system from start to finish and regardless of the tools you use, you'll transform how you organize your tasks and knowledge like never before. And if you found this video useful, give it a thumbs up, share it with your friends and don't forget to subscribe so we can catch you up next time.